Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I believe this is episode 11. Well, I like the way we did that there and all. Episode 11. As if we've been rehearsing. Very nice. I uh, hope everybody is safe and well and happy. We're into May, even though outside it feels like it's the middle of December. Yes. Very cold and I chilly. But um, all is all is well. It's the 6th of May today. It's election day. Oh. Hence yes. why... Faith is off school. Yes. But Faith, you will be off school for a couple of weeks. Tell everybody why. Two weeks because I'm on study leave. You're on study leave. So have you got exams coming up? Is that what it's all about? Yes, I've got exams on the 17th and the 18th of May and then that's be done. English and music. And, and music. English and music. And then that's you done. Yep. And you'll be going into... Fifth year? Fifth year at the school. Which is nuts. Which is exciting and scary in equal measure. Yes. So, for today's podcast, uh, we're going to mm. do something a wee bit different. So usually, uh, if you haven't listened before, what happens is, is we'll pick a sort of topic and Faith will give her thoughts and opinions on it and yep. we'll discuss it to and fro. But today we're going to do something a wee bit different. And I'm kind of scared. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to do an interview with Faith. Alright, so I'm just going to ask Faith some questions because people are generally pretty interested in, in your life and how things have went for you. This could be interesting. So that's how we're going to do the format, right? right I'm just okay. going to start firing questions. They'll be about like Piers Morgan's life stories. Okay. Right, we're going to talk about... I've watched a couple, so I'm kind of scared. We're going to talk about uh, when you won your first million pounds and then about your Oscar and then about your Grammy. And right. then when you lived in Las Vegas for five years. Right. And then your uh, addiction to drugs. Um, Sounds like a plan. And then your uh, comeback tour. Right, okay. Right. okay. And then when you climb Mount Everest. Okay. Right, so we're going to cover all that stuff today. So right. okay. we are actually just going to do a wee sort of interview with Faith. Um, so the okay. listeners out there, you can get to know her a wee bit better. Okay. All right. So you ready, Faith? You ready for this? Right, okay. I'm going to give you a grilling, like a George Foreman. I'm kind of scared. Right, okay. Right, so first question I've got for you then. Um, you're now 15 years old. Yes. Can you tell me your earliest memory? Ooh. Mm. I can't really remember anything in specifics, but... The first thing that jumped to my mind was when I used to bump down the stairs. Right, okay. When I was younger. Um, there was a video on my mum's Facebook, I'm sure. If I was to look for it. It actually makes me really sad. You want to explain what you mean by bumping down the stairs? Look at it. So, I... Obviously, if you know me, you know that I can't walk up the stairs so um my mum or my gran used to put me at the top of the stairs and I used to bump down the stairs and then Taylor would be cheering at the bottom of them waiting for me or I used to um me and my gran used to do the hokey cokey and she would jam me between between her knees and all right, that okay. so that's an early memory but yeah. I don't have a specific thing that... So what age were you then, do you think, when you were able to bump your butt down the stairs on your own? Uh, 
Five or something, yeah, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if I actually remember that or that's just because of video footage of people talk about that. Alright, okay. Um, but, I, but sometimes it makes me sad looking at it when I was younger because mm -hmm. I was a lot more. It feels like I was a lot more able. Physically, do you mean? physically and I had no idea what was coming up at the time. I didn't really, obviously I didn't really understand how different of a disability was right. and how different I would be to everybody else. Okay. Um, I didn't know how I was going to get treated by that time. So but when you're a child, you're a wee bit naive, but the older you get, the more, I don't know, the more you start to think about these Well, you become more self-aware the older you get. You realise what you're capable of, what you're not capable of, and maybe where you fit into the world. Yeah. So in general, were you happy eh, when you were uh, a child? You look back at being five, six, seven, and is it happy memories, or is it sad, or mixed? Um... I mean, I think everybody's got sad memories if you look for them, but the majority of them was happier, I think. Um, yeah, I think we managed to do the best we could at the Who's time. we then? Who, 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 who did Who's I, we? I mean, before you came along, it was just... Me, Mum and Taylor and right. whatever Gran was a great help to us all. So we, we did what we could with the materials we had and then you be, you became my friend as I went going and that was that. So when you were that age you loved school and stuff like that, didn't you? You yeah. were really into school. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. What was so great about those early years at school then, do you think? Just... The early years in general, I think I was lucky that I wasn't um, treated very differently. I had kind of friends that I would go about with, or, or I would, if I wanted, to pretend I was a classroom assistant for the day, or a teacher for the day, the teachers would take me in. I had a wee badge that said my name on it. And, so, it's just wee things like that and I felt like I found my wee place that I was supposed to be and then that kind of got a wee bit damaged I suppose by the time I was in secondary but I'm kind of, secondary school I don't think is, is great for me but I'm kind of getting to that stage again where I've found for things like my musical theatre and all that to get me back to the point I was. Right, so obviously you um, had a lot of interactions with doctors and nurses and, in hospitals and stuff oh, like that. Um, yeah. What's your memories and recollections of hospitals? How do you feel about them? Um, again, that's tricky because um I um 
in general, because alright, we were both I didn't think them that bad, I realised that it was just something I had to do. Maybe a couple, couple of times a year or once a month or whatever, but again, the older you get, the more you're, the more you realise what going, you're going to the hospital for mm -hmm. and why. And if you know why, it kind of messes with your head. And I, I've become really, really anxious about it the older I've got because, again, I'm more aware of what's going on. My last operation was particularly difficult. Um, for what I remember, it wasn't a big procedure. It was just getting a bit of metal plates removed. But um, the whole process, like getting put to sleep or getting cannulas put in again, or I've kind of developed a fear of beating noises and um, needles and stuff um, because... I just know now what that tends to mean. It never really comes with a positive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so so between the ages of maybe, let me think, if you're 15 just now, say, let's go back eight, uh, so maybe a bit, about seven and 11 and 12. Yeah. You had quite a few. You had three kind of fairly big operations. Yeah. Um, and then you had stuff. So it felt like it was a big part of our lives for a while there. Yeah. And a couple of the operations were pretty distressing for you as well. Well, I mean, the last... Every operation was hard and it's different ways. But I think at times it was harder for the people that were watching me. Mm -hmm. Whereas the last one I had getting the metal plates removed, I think, was the hardest on me. Because there was a sense of security that nothing particularly bad was going to happen mm -hmm. because it was just getting something removed. But, um. And you weren't, it wasn't a long operation, you were only half an so hour. So that, that was comforting, but at the same time, when they put me to sleep, I genuinely thought I was going to die. Mm -hmm. So, I. And I've, ne I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And I'd had three operations at least before then. And I never thought anything of it. But I just thought, I don't think I'm going to wake up for this. Oh God, that must have been horrendous. Gen genuinely because I don't know if I had a panic attack or mm -hmm. something. And then there was this tank. Maybe somebody else will understand what I mean, but there was a weird tingly feeling. Right. Up. It must have been the side of my arm that they put the stuff in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, right, and then there was beating noises for the machines in the background. I, re I remember shouting for mum. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I shouted, Mum, they could, for some reason, I was a bit naive, naive again, but I thought if I shouted for help, they could press a button to scope it. Mm -hmm. 
and then I realised that they've done it now, they can't he stole it. And I thought I was, I actually thought I was going to die. I was very surprised when I woke up. Oh, so that must have been oh, a really which, scary experience for you then? It's scary, it's scary and I still do those wee things um, that remind me of that, take me back to that place and it's horrible but um, it's one of the moments that I was actually very thankful to, to still be able to keep going mm -hmm. and have the life that I had because I don't know what made me think I was going to die but I, I just I just did and my mum's my mum's face while I'm going mum I can't hear and it's it's not something you can explain till till you go through it and I hope to God it doesn't happen to anybody but it was a very um scary thing. So do you think it took you a while to recover from that experience then? I I actually do and I don't really I've not really told a lot of people about it because it's so, still something that I get. I don't know if you would call them flashbacks or what, but mm -hmm. still get wee. Like, when I dislocated my hip a few months ago, I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to do this again. And when they were wheeling me up and doing the hallway, go to my x-ray, I thought, Oh my god, I don't, I don't like this. This feels like I'm going in surgery and so it's me things like that. Or but Taylor does it as a joke sometimes, but Taylor will play the flatline noise and he's phone off. <laughs> 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 oh my somewhere. god, that's horrendous. Uh, and it, what are we shite? Uh, although, although I know that nothing's going to happen to me, every time I hear something like that, Seems trigger something in me. So you're quite an anxious person, Faith. I would say. I right? think it's in wee general. things like that that Aye. make me so, feel. What, can you remember when in your life you became anxious? Because you weren't always anxious, but you became anxious. That is why I think again that why it makes me kind of sad to look at my younger self because I wasn't an anxious person. I was a very not that I'm not this, but I was a very kind of positive and bubbly, kind of strong child. And um, I honestly don't know what made me feel like that. Um, I think moving from primary to... It's not all to do with school, obviously, but moving from... Primary school. Well, during that, that moving from secondary to primary, uh, primary to secondary was right in the middle of all that stuff as well. So I think it was just a hard, a difficult time for you. And I'll, I'll never forget the wee thing like that. Mm -hmm. And it just, and I'm working really, really hard to try and become a, not the same person I was back then because you can't do that. But back to the kind of bubbly, kind of carefree person that I was. Because I've got, I know the person I want to be, I know what I want to do, 
but it's extremely it's extremely difficult getting through the thoughts and coming through the other side. So you are through the other side, I think. I think you've made loads of progress and you're much happier and more content in yourself after a tricky time in your life. So let's spin it round to positives then. So right. what's your happiest memory? Oof um happiest memory. Mm. I think I don't again don't have a specific happy memory but the the, t the nights I've had when I first went to Centre Stage were I've n never experienced anything like that in life and going to my wee day on a Tuesday morning and going to have a sing song with them all and going to have a cup of tea or going to my dementia club and wee things like that. I can't explain it but they bring me so much joy to know, to know that I'm making an effect on somebody's life and folk actually care and I'm, I'm doing something good for the world as a extremely rewarding process and also it can be very sad as well at times because sometimes stories you hear about their own their lives or what they've been through a bit but and old folk in general for some reason old folk are great storytellers and have some really funny stories to tell you and you just connect quite amazingly with people so obviously a really happy time in your life doing stuff with centre stage and all that um, mm -hmm. And something hopefully you can get back to soon. Who would you say has been a major positive influence in your life? If you get anybody that springs to mind to make sure your life better? You know the answers to these. Um, I would say the first day I met Fiona, who is the boss of the Centre Stage World, um, I think that was a... That was a really light bulb moment for me and um, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was a breath of fresh air because then I think that was the moment that I needed to realise that not everything in your life revolves around the grades you get or how, how your school life goes or if somebody doesn't like you or treats you the wrong way and you, to an extent, obviously you can't control what people say to you, but to an extent you can control what happens in your life and how you react to that. And I think her and... Um, Jessica Barry and all the lovely humans are just a great example.
like that. And it really showed me that you can move on to bad things and create your new chapters and stuff, which sounds really cheesy, but you know. Um, it just amazes me how you can, how much you can connect with people through music or the arts or just something that you're really passionate about. It really amazes me and it amazes me how many people have opened up to me or told me their personal stories because of that. Right, okay. So, um, going forward then in the future, what's your hopes for the for the future then, for yourself? Um, my hopes for the future, um, that I, I just hope that I become, I'm getting there every day, but I just hope that I become the person that I want to be and I can look back at these and think, you did a good job getting through all that and you should be proud of yourself. And my one piece of advice would be just be kind to people because you have no idea what some people are going through in their heads or in their lives and you have no idea what a simple act of kindness or smiling at somebody or telling them I don't know they look nice today can really affect the rest of the day or even the rest of the year who knows I've really found that over the past wee while that People's words of encouragement really do help you, so that's the only one piece of advice that I'd leave you with. And what's your uh, hopes for the world? The world that you live in? Other people? My hopes for the world is again that the everybody just learns we're a lot better than we are, but learns inclusion and learns kindness and just overall um and stop putting things about other people on social media or having I don't know, slagging folk on social media or bragging about things that you've got that other folk haven't. Because when I look at social media sometimes and when I'm in a really bad headspace and everybody's posting how great their life is, it really makes feel a wee bit crap and just always remember that what that's the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Nobody's life is actually like that and if it is they're probably dead miserable. Um and it's took me a long time to get my head from that idea but it's true. So there we go, a wee bit uh <laughs> 
plotted history of Faith's life, some of your <laughs> thoughts and feelings and memories. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to that. Um, we'll be back sometime soon, I hope. Yep. With another uh, pod, 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 podcast. Pod, <laughs> pod. <laughs> um, and we'll have a wee think about a topic to discuss or get your thoughts on Faith. So thank you very much for sharing that with everybody. I enjoyed that. Good. It was a bit, went a bit deep. No, but that's what it's all about. I enjoyed it. I'm sure people can resonate with some of the stuff you'd see, alright? So. so thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you next time, alright? Bye. Bye. I didn't wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs>